Welcome to another episode of the Man Cave Chronicles. Welcome to the party, pal. You're my boy, boo. Yo, ancient, A podcast with interviews of amazing guests from the world of pop culture. Oh, yeah. TV. Nice. Movies. Oh, I love the movies. Comedy and more. From deep inside the Man Cave, your host, Elias. Uh, Melina, welcome to the cave. Thank you so much, Ilya. I'm excited to be here. Uh, thank you for uh, joining me today to talk about the fifth annual Future Stars Gala in the LA County High School of Arts, Thursday, April 28th. It's got to be an exciting time for you to come out and promote this. Uh, it's really exciting. I, I have to tell you, it, the the hyphenate is LAXA, uh, Los Angeles County High School for the Arts, and basically. Um, as you know, I'm an actor, and my life um, in Ohio as a Greek American kid growing up in um, in a small town, Akron, Ohio, and um, I loved performing. I started performing in our Greek Orthodox community at the church, and <laughs> and all kinds of stuff. And I I did plays and musicals at the at the all boys school when there wasn't enough. Um, of a musical or a performance or a play at my high school, I would go to the other schools and perform. Um, and when I was, at, I was at a public high school, so I didn't have the facilities, like there wasn't a drama club, I didn't have an acting teacher, I had a vocal teacher, like a choir teacher, but I didn't have any of the tools that LOXA provides to our students. and. It wasn't until my youngest daughter, my oldest daughter is kind of mad that I didn't know about the school. She's she's also, she's an actor. She's in her last year, or her starting, her um, finishing up her junior year in college um, in musical theater at Pace. And um, she was really upset. She goes, how come Karina gets to go to LAXA? And I, I never heard about it. I'm like, I'm sorry, honey. I never heard about it. Basically, this is a free public school with a conservatory program for artists. And I'm talking about vocalists, piano players, cellists, drummers, filmmakers, actors, painters, sculptors, uh, you name it, dancers. We have five different departments. Our kids are from all over the Los Angeles County area. Some of them come two hours to get to school. They'll take wow. a train and a bus. School starts at 8.15. Regular math, science, and English classes go from eight in the morning to one in the afternoon. From one to four, it's conservatory program for the arts. So if, if like my daughter was a, um, a music major, she uh, was there doing performances, musical theater, um, she was part of the vocal jazz ensemble, and she was there till sometimes 11 o'clock at night, and but had this incredible training, you know, that you just, I would have chewed my arm off in Akron, Ohio for this kind right. of training. So when I got to know the school, and I saw it with my own eyes, my daughter got to score films and work on her own music and um, make movies, be the actor in them, uh, make the music, write the music, she performed at Hollywood Bowl, had all these opportunities. Our students, her class last year, had $7.5 million in scholarships to college. Wow. And we have probably, I would say, it's a 90%, 90, 
90% uh, college, um, going on to college rate, and the other 10%, some of them just go straight into the professional world in their art field. Um, our student base, it, it, like our background, the socioeconomic background has nothing to do with acceptance. These kids have to audition. They get into the program based on their talent. And um, we have a lot of kids that are on um, fixed incomes. Um, the majority of our families make under 50000 to, I'm sorry, under $100,000 a year. So we have, you know, when COVID came around, we provided computers and, you know, special uh, equipment so they could dance and, and do everything. And everything that we do outside of, you know, LACO, LACO uh, pays for the actual program itself for the science, English, math, but everything else for the conservatory, all our arts teachers, we have to raise that money with grassroots events. Like on April 28th, we're having this big gala and um, basically we have to raise $3,500 per student in order to pay for the private, you know, the kind of education they're getting for free. Um, and these kids are so incredibly talented. Some of our alumni, it, it would blow your mind. From Josh Groban, um, I'm not sure if you know Kahindi Wiley. Uh, Kahindi Wiley is the artist who did the portrait of Obama. Um, he's our one of our students, our alumni. Um, we have Angel Blue, who's an incredible opera singer. Corbin Blue, Taryn Killam, um, uh, Andrew, um, the Heim sisters, I mean, I could go on and on and on. Phoebe Bridgers is a graduate of our school. Um, so we just have this incredible group of artists who still to this day collaborate. Um, I know that Andrew Chappelle, um, who met Taryn Killam while they were doing Hamilton on Broadway, backstage went, where'd you go to high school? Oh, I went to Loxa. And the other guy, and they're like, I did too. They, and basically now um, they're hosting our show together and they're doing a movie that Andrew wrote oh, wow. and Karen is directing and Esty Heim of the Heim sisters is um, scoring the film and they're shooting it at, at Loxa. And what's really great and what makes me as an artist um, just so excited about this high school is that you know, these are, these are people with established, fabulous careers that are coming together with their high school, you know, friends and collaborating. And that's what's really beautiful about LAXA. It, it, and, and we just have so many, so many kids and some of them that had that arts foundation and then went on to become doctors or lawyers or, you know, anything else they wanted to be. And, um, you know, it's just it's a tremendous school and i'm so proud to be on the board and i'm the i'm chairing the event again i've done it for the last three years and um yeah if anybody and that's in your in your world listening to this podcast uh, loves the arts and wants to support future artists um please and it is near los angeles please come to our event i'd be happy come up to me and say hello uh, we're gonna have an incredible group of people. We have, um, I don't know if any of you, it might be like showing my age, but um, because I'm from Akron, another insane group, which was very popular when I was a kid, was Devo. 
And Mark Mothersbaugh has a love of, of art schools and, and uh, funding arts in the, um, in the public school arena and getting arts out there for kids from all socioeconomic backgrounds. Um, so he is performing with our kids, um, doing a special presentation, and uh, there might be some red hats involved. So I'm excited. <laughs> uh you mentioned that um, the kids, uh, the students have to audition to get accepted into the program. Like how many openings do they usually have throughout the year or through in the fall? Well, yeah, they yeah. basically, we, um, you're pretty much as a freshman, that's when you start your audition. You know, you, you want to get in as a freshman. There's all kinds of opportunities that we have for, we have a summer program for kids that are in elementary school and middle school. If they want to learn a little bit about the program, there's a whole summer camp-like uh, program in each of the divisions. There's five, five areas of study, um, dance, theater, music, uh, visual arts, and cinematic arts. Um, so it's kind of like a major kind of a thing where you'll audition, you can audition for two programs, um, obviously figuring out which one is your favorite. There's approximately 40 spots in like, for example, my daughter was in vocal music um, and they took, well, actually I think it's, they took about 20 kids, 10 girls and 10 boys, um, but each grade, um, but then that's just vocal music. There's also, you know, instrumental and, you know, huge, we have a huge orchestra we have an incredible jazz um, program, uh, both vocal and instrumental. Um, there's a there's a contemporary music, recording music program. Um, again, I, like my daughter got a chance to do scoring because a lot of the programs intermix and collaborate with each other. So you can be in the musical, for example, and be an acting major or um, a theater major or a music major. You can be it for all of it in cinematic arts. It doesn't matter what program you're in because, you know, design. So we have about 130 kids per class, per grade, that encompass all the five departments. And again, a lot of these kids, um, you know, one of my favorite stories is a few years ago, there was a young man who graduated. His parents um, were both immigrants and the, the mom, um, was cleaning houses and her, she brought her son along and somebody heard him humming and singing and um, she said oh my gosh you have to have your son audition for Loxa and he did and um, he was two, literally two and a half hours away from, from the school and he would get up and take uh, two trains and a bus or two buses and a train and get to school and um, and work on his on his craft, and he graduated and had scholarships everywhere, like everywhere. He had uh, Juilliard, and um, I mean, it's just it's it's such an amazing school, and the training they give these kids. And um, he had his pick of schools to go to, and amazing. ordinarily this kid wouldn't have had that opportunity. And you know, it's a it's a melding of hard work and um, but the but these professors, these working artists that are teaching working teaching artists, they really just nurture and guide these kids in such a positive way. And 
you know, if college is the option, this is, uh, it's great, because it's a great public school education with a conservatory background. So, yeah, I'm in. I, I just, anything I can do to help the school, I, I get very excited about it. That's great. Yeah, because last night, because I knew I was going to talk to you today, I was doing some research, and I saw that a couple articles that it written, they wrote that uh, this is like the number one high school for this in the U.S., Yes, yes. We we originally were the number one free high school. Okay. <laughs> it, was, yeah. it was done on private versus public. And at the that's when my daughter first started going there. And I was like, well, wait a minute. If they have all the, they're, you know, some of the people we're in competition with, they have a, like a college tuition. It's like sixty-five or $75,000 a year for these parents to send their kids to this school. And ours, you know, we have no budget for raising our money. And, and, um, and then about three or four years ago, we took on the title as the best art school in the country, regardless of, of uh, being a private or public institution. So it just makes, a, it makes me proud because, you know, I've been on the board of the foundation uh, for four years now, and we've just worked really hard to make sure we... Um, give these kids as much as we possibly can and let them thrive and what's I think the best sales pitch I have for this school is that you know the the graduates end up becoming my colleagues you know Taryn Killam and I I did a when I was on doing Providence uh, the first series that brought me on to Los Angeles um, I did Mad TV, an episode of Mad TV, and Taryn uh, was just graduated from LAXA, and he had gotten into UCLA uh, drama school and dropped out because he got a full-time job on Mad TV. <laughs> and so we actually worked together. So the first time we did a, a gala, I was like, oh my gosh, Taryn. And he's like, Melina. <laughs> Do you remember working with me? I'm like, I totally remember. So it's just, it's great. And some of our students are now the head of cast. One of our students is uh, alumni is the head of casting for um, Apple TV and others are executives in the industry. Some are, um, are in totally different industries. Like I said, some are doctors, but you know, support the arts implicitly. And, you know, I, I think especially in today's world, we just need the arts. We need to have that sort of outlet to express ourselves and, and look at the beauty of life and, Definitely. and get through the tragedy. Oh, yeah. I have uh, Taryn coming on next week also. I'm gonna have to bring him up this little story, see if he remembers it. Yeah, you do, do please ask. And uh, yeah, and the things, some of the skits we did would be um, completely inappropriate today. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Um, <laughs> So you're the producer of the show, also um, of the gala. Um, yes. Now tell us some of the people that are performing on there that, that people that attend this event can see, because I, I saw that people, some people are performing. Yes, yes. So Mark Mothersbaugh is our big, um, are, are coming on and performing with the kids. We have, um, we have some, mostly it's performances from our, our current students working with some alumni. And um, as I said, Taryn Killam will be there. Andrew Chappelle will be there. Um, uh, Corbin Blue was going to be there as well, but he you now he went and booked a movie, so we couldn't have him. <laughs> Which were like the best way for them to say they couldn't, you know, come was because they're booking, uh, and it is a Thursday night, so I understand. But we do. We'll have a couple of surprises too. So it's it's really wonderful and. Um, 
like I said, we're going to be giving a, um, a luminary. Oh, I don't think I told you this. We're uh, starting a, a, an annual um, tradition of, of giving an award called the Luminary Award, which is basically just an alum who's gone above and beyond and done things not only in, in their art form, but also uh, philanthropically and um, promoting the arts moving forward, really changing mm. the world with what they do. So we're, um, we're doing our first of our first annual luminary award for one of our uh, alumni. And um, I don't know if I'm allowed to say who it is. <laughs> it's all right. We're uh, yeah. a surprise, right? Yeah. Um, but he'll, yes. So I'm very you, excited about that. Are there any students performing at this too? All this, yes. All our okay. current students are performing. That's my favorite part. Um, it's so funny because producing, chairing, uh, directing, whatever. I'm literally writing the script today. I, I have my day off from my real job, and I'm I'm sitting down <laughs> doing uh, doing the script, and it's so fun. Um, last year we were stuck uh, as half the, as the entire world was with COVID. So we did it all online and we had to get testing and we, we filmed this and um, we filmed our whole gala. And my highlight is working with the kids. Uh, it, it's just so much fun to be a part of the energy of these young students. And they, I can't wait to see where they go. You know, my daughter had the most incredible experience. Last year was um, her senior year. so. And it was tough during COVID to get through, especially for art schools, you know, doing, she had Anita and West Side Story and we had to do it online after they had had months of rehearsals, right? And mm -hmm. so it's, it's, it's tough, but the energy of young artists and when we finally got to be together uh, to promote, you know, to film our, um, our opening number, we did it at the um, Disney Hall. Disney Concert Hall, it was just the energy of all this talent and they're running around and they're dancing and they're singing and these, it, it's just so glorious. It made me feel like I was 10 again, or maybe 17, but um, it's, it's a joy. It's a joy to work with them. They're so excited. They're, um, and they're really ready. They're ready for these programs that they get into. And, you know, over, over my career, I've had a lot of family friends friends of friends um, a lot of Greek relatives and cousins and asking me how do I get my kid into this business and how do I they're artists they love to sing they love to dance you know it's all about training and it's all about getting them to be able to explore and do you know what we do at LAXA and and being ready for the opportunity I think that's that's what happens it I think every field regardless of what it is um, it's when you know the perfect moment arises so maybe there's a little luck but be pre being prepared for that perfect moment is the optimum so what we're trying to do at LAXA is get these kids prepared and boy oh boy are they ready you know they're they're excited and ready and you'll see I, I mean if you're in town I'd love for you to come Ilya because um, it's just it taps into that place in our hearts that made us want to do what we're doing. You know, you're here hosting your awesome show and, and you're an artist, you know, you, you love talking to people, you love creating, you love 
entertainment and that's part of who you are it it makes us up we're a weird breed oh, yeah. but oh, yeah. um, this is a thing i do on the side too i work a job during the day yeah well there you go i mean but this is the this is the job you love doing yeah. so it's not a job right 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 no this is i love doing this that's why i've been doing it there's been times where i've almost stopped it and my wife has yelled at me for to not to stop it yeah you you've got it, it, it that's what it is it's like <sighs> It's it's just contagious and exciting and um, and really um, prepares prepares these kids for uh, every field, but okay. especially for this one. Like I work in the I do IT and I IT and I do a help desk for like uh, I live in a town called East Long Meadow and I do help desk. So I help uh, I'm in the schools almost every day. And there's teachers that know that I do this and they actually want me to go and speak into classrooms about podcasting and about video and about whatever I do behind the scenes. Yeah. But see, that's that's what I'm talking about. That's it's it's hands on experience because, you know, things that that people don't know, you know, you know, the uh, the mystica, how do I say oh, yeah, it? The secrets, yeah, the secrets, you know, the secrets, yeah. there you go. Yeah. It's a, I always look at it like um, when you see behind the green curtain at Oz, you know, you realize, oh, wait, this is how it all gets done or this is what it really is. I mean, it, it's important. And I, I think that's what's so great about having working, um, you know, working artists. All our all our teachers are professional working artists. So it's fantastic because they have that hands-on experience like you're talking about. Nobody knows what it's like unless they do it. So uh, April 28th, how can the listeners find more information on this? Is there a website for this? Yeah, if you go to loxa.org, uh, let me make sure I'm saying it right. Loxa, um, I'm going to look it up as we're chatting. It's loxa.net is the um is the los angeles county high school for the arts and loxa at loxa foundation but you can see right there if you just go to loxa.net um it will tell you how to get to the event and there's also a zoom link so you can be living in greece and come see it um, and we would love for people to watch the zoom link um, so i'd love for you Ilya, to see it and I think your kids will enjoy it too because it you, you have young performers and um, they'll get a chance to see a little taste of what we do. That's definitely, Melina. I, I had a couple of questions for you too. Like, because you said you grew up in Ohio, I assume you grew up with you know Greek immigrants coming from the country, like we say. How did you decide to become a storyteller, and how did that go with like when you're telling your parents you're going to go into the acting world? Because most know, Greeks I are not like that. Most Greeks are going to try to tell you go be a teacher, go be a doctor, go be an engineer. Oh, trust me. First of all, I'm the youngest of three, you know, three girls, but five, five first cousins that are all women. Wait, what am I talking about? Seven, seven first cousins that are all women. Um, everybody is a professional. My sister's a lawyer. My cousin Eleni is a doctor. Her sister's a um, a nurse. Her but a, like has her PhD. I mean, everybody's very, very, very successful. Um, my other cousin's a veterinarian. I mean, all women, all uber successful. And I remember saying to my dad, um, it's partially my dad's fault because we used to, he'd take us out of school on a Friday, a, a Thursday night. We'd actually drive to my Thea's house, that Thea's aunt in Greek, 
um, who lived in Long Island. We'd drive the station wagon to, uh, to Long Island. We'd go see a show on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, and this is before the internet, so we would have to go to the you know, library and look up what shows there were. My dad said you could see one big musical, uh, and you had to see a play written by an American playwright, and we'd talk about it all the way home. And I just got the bug for, for performing at a really young age, and um, I remember when it was time for college, I said to my dad, um, I want to be an actor. And he's like, that's okay, you can go get your teaching degree, you could always do it. I'm like, yeah, you know, that's not going to happen. I'm going to go to college, but I want to get a BFA in acting and musical theater. And he went, and I go, I don't want to be a teacher. I don't want to. <laughs> I don't have the patience. I said, Dad, I may never make any money, but I want to do what I love. And, you know, he was really supportive. Now, it might have been because my dad's actually first generation American. My, my dad was born in this country. It's the Aya and Papudas, um, yeah. my parents that came from the old country. My mom grew up in Greece, uh, but was born in the States. She grew up uh, and then came back. And, and um, but I think he was, he, he, you know, he said he passed away in 2016, but he was my number one fan and it didn't really matter. Like he was very, very, very proud. And he, he, he's like, whatever you want to do, I want you to be happy. He goes, I just need you to go to college. And I'm like, okay, dad, which I'm a firm believer in having that four years of experience. I think it's great. And I think, um, you know, it's, it's great to have an extension and those four years to be able to to grow and mature and kind of find yourself and live that life experience. Um, I also never say never because the world changes. So whatever everybody's path is, just get the training. But um, I remember when I graduated and I moved to New York and I started working, I was doing off-Broadway plays and workshops for musicals and commercials. And I did The Guiding Light was my first job out yeah. of college where I had an accent that was very similar to my grandmother's. And uh, I remember they wanted me to get rid of the accent within like three months of working. And I said, no, my has been here for like 55 years and she still has her accent. So I can't <laughs> lose the accent. Um, but I had done a lot of things. I had my own series. I worked with Robert De Niro in a movie, but it wasn't until I starred in Cabaret on Broadway, and my dad saw my name up there in the, uh, you know, in Times Square. Yeah. And, uh, well, actually, he just lost his mind. He was so proud. I mean, he was proud all the way through, but I, my favorite story is, um, you know, when there's seats that are empty, they just allow you to have family or, you know, have somebody come in. And my dad was basically, in a seat every night at the theater. Amazing. Every, and he would be in a different seat every night. And at the beginning, it was like really sweet, and he would just tell me how great I was, and I would be like, oh, thank you, Daddy Moo. And then um, towards, you know, maybe the fifth or sixth time, it didn't take long, he would start giving me notes. He would be like, listen, honey, I really liked last week, uh, last night's uh, second act ending better than tonight's. I don't know <laughs> what it was. I don't know how, you, you know, I'm like, thanks, dad. <laughs> he, became my, he became my director. But, um, you know, the support of the people who love you along the way in the shaky, I call it the, uh, 
the most incredible roller coaster of life. If you get lucky to, enough to get a seat on the roller coaster in the entertainment world, mm. just hold on and, and ride it around and the ups and downs and, and just be appreciative of getting to do what you love doing for a living. But um, yeah, that was the pinnacle of my dad's joy. You know, and he had been to a couple Emmy Awards when I was nominated and, you know, he's, yeah. But seeing me up there on the Broadway stage was his favorite. And, when you, uh, oh, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. I was gonna say like, so what do you, out of all those like projects you mentioned, what do you, what do you think was your favorite project and favorite role? Um, you know, I, I loved, I loved everything I did while I was doing it. I think Providence playing Sydney Hansen for me, I, I'm a Greek girl, so like, I was always getting um, Italians, or uh, I, I played Benita Alden uh, in in NYPD Blue, and I played uh, I played Greeks. I played, you know, I, when I worked with Robert De Niro, I, I played a Greek girl, Nicolette Karras. I, you know, I worked on Guiding Light. I was Greek, so to play a wasp from you know New England and you know it was awesome and um I loved the dream sequences I loved it you know it was my first big show and um and I just loved the family part about it and it was just so much fun I loved Sydney and um and then I, I really you know I I enjoy changing it up uh, playing a detective, Stella Bonacera. There you go. I'm Italian again, and um, I started writing on the show. In, uh, in well, I sold a, a, a pilot of my own um, on in 2004, um, and then that was when I started writing. And then I started writing on the show when I found out that the character they wanted me to be half Greek. But I, you know, that was in season four when they wanted me to have be half Greek. I'm like, I would have played things so differently. But I did write an episode. Um, I wrote a, I, I was part of the team that wrote a bunch of episodes. But then I had my own uh, in season five, and I had Stella go back to Greece. I had the murder. It was so much fun. And um, I've always been an Alexander the Great buff, and I. My family is from northern Greece, uh, Nausa, uh, where the like close to Thessaloniki, not Nausa, the um, island or the city in Paros. Um, but I, I loved. I used to play hide and go seek at uh, um, Aristotle School, uh, where he taught Alexander the Great. And Philip's tomb, Alexander's father, uh, was right there in Vergina. So my whole mystery of CSI, my episode was that somebody was killed with a weapon that was buried with Alexander. Cause you know, oh, the big secret yeah. is we don't know where Alexander's buried. Um, so you learn something from everything you do. And then I am now um, very, very pleased because uh, over COVID I sold a series that I'm um, executive producing, co-writing with uh, my partner, Mark Farrick, who's of the Goldbergs. I don't know if you know that show. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he was the showrunner of the Goldbergs and then co-wrote the spinoff, Schooled, with, um, co-created that. So we sold um, our show to Sony and Sony sold it 
uh, elsewhere. So now we're it's it's great. So we've written a couple episodes, and that's in the and I'll be starring in that as well. So it's it's really fun. Is so, this the Greek candy show? It's Greek candy. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I read an article about it. Wasn't it, I thought it was originally picked up by IMDb TV. No. IMDb TV, Amazon's yeah. IMDb TV, and yeah. right now we're we're actually pitching it around because oh, it's taking, IMDb TV. I think is changing their whole format. It, it so. just changed today to a new a new name. Exactly. Yeah. So so we're kind of in flux. We're waiting to hear about some stuff. So keep your fingers crossed. Now, how did you get the idea for this story for Greek Candy? The Greek candy is based on my life, actually. Um, my my papu came over, my grandfather came over from Greece when he was 18 years old, and all he knew how to do was chocolate, he, dip chocolates, mm. hand dip chocolates. He was um, a third generation candy maker, zacharoplastis, uh, pastries, sweets, candies. Um, from northern Greece and he had a cousin in Europe and I mean in uh, um, in Ohio and that's how he came and he would sell the chocolates on the street he made them in a double boiler and then he made enough money to rent a space and then he ended up buying the space and um, they got stuck during World War II in Greece he came back long story short Timo's chocolates has been a fixture in Akron Ohio for over a hundred years and my Theo Lawrence, my uncle, and just until COVID, um, he's, he's 89 years old, hand-dipped every single piece of chocolate. And I grew up there doing my homework. You know, my niece literally last year was doing her homework. There's no internet, there's a rotary phone. And I'm like, there's gotta <laughs> be some humor in this. There's gotta be a comedy somewhere. Right. So um, it's based, uh, on my life, had I not become an actor, I'd probably still be in Akron running the candy business. And uh, and you know how candy businesses, they go to their sons, oh, yeah. and we're all girls. So it's an interesting dilemma, and there's a whole comedic relief on gender and, you know, roles of the gender roles. And... Um, all really fun and and kind of looking at old versus new in today's world and some of the old ways are worth keeping and some of them are not and some of the new things are worth explaining them and some of them are not and the humor within that is is really fun especially when you have two sets of grandparents and a lot of love and uh and a lot of chocolate and you know, if this gets picked up and it gets made, you know all the Greek people are going to tune in no matter what. Well, I hope so. I hope so. I actually, I think it's one of those things that, you know, really relates to all um, all ethnicities in, mm -hmm. in immigrant families. Um, it's also shedding a light on who we are as, as you know, second and first generation yeah. families here in the United States in small towns like like Akron, Ohio. You know, um, it, there's there's certain things that are just worth keeping. Some fun Greek traditions, like you and I talked about a little bit before we started the podcast about Greek school and our kids, yeah. and you know, right. it's it's fun. It's 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 a, um, sometimes annoying, and they yell at us that they have to get dressed in their Amalia costumes and go, and you know, always <laughs> have to wear skirts, and they're not excited about it. But you know. Okay. 
as my father-in-law says in the in the show because we I I love this part I have um I have my my parents and the actors who are going to be playing uh, similarities of my parents and my in-laws and um there's a scene where um my my father-in-law sees a little a little boy you know wearing a skirt you know a, like a thing over and his dad's really embarrassed and the kid and my father-in-law goes what's the matter he goes the soldiers in Greece they wear the skirts it's fine <laughs> it shows you're you're a you're like a you're a strong warrior and and you know it's 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 fun I have I'm having a great time with it that's great. I have a picture of my brother wearing one of those, uh, the Tsuyas costume, you know, every March 25th, I sent him a picture. I just text him, <laughs> I just text him the picture and he just laughs about it. Cause like I said, we lived in Greece for a few years and you know, March 25th, you know how big it is there. We have to dress up like them. We got to do poems. We got to do plays. Right. Oops. I'm sorry. I had that phone ring in our conversation. So yeah, so it's like, it's, and now we have Easter coming up, Pascha. That's right. I'm excited. That's the one, uh, the one week out of every year that my husband gets a traditional Greek wife. I, I make the tsureki, I make, uh, I do the red eggs, and we have about 40 people at one o'clock in the morning for Mayeritsa every every year after uh, after ma uh, midnight mass. That's right. Uh, Melina, lastly, how can the listeners that tune in find you on social media? Um, you can find me on Instagram and Facebook at the Real Melina K. This was great. Uh, thank you for coming on. Let's get you back on when uh, the, hopefully the new project, Greek Candy. Yes, I would love that. I would absolutely love that. Thank you so much, Ilya. I wish you good good luck and and happy Easter. That's a wrap. That's a wrap, everybody. That's a wrap. Thanks for listening to the Man Cave Chronicles podcast. I finally get my man cave. You can find us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at the MCC Podcast. And our website, themccpodcast.com. Until next time. Bye.